Welcome to episode 32 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Dockery. Hillary, we just, I mean, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, we've been asked to do, take part in another magazine because we're famous as fuck. And um, <laughs> let me see them dollars though. Um, oh my God. So we took pictures yesterday, which was so much fun. Oh, in, it was incredible. In our lovely downtown Fort Lauderdale. And we had the best photographer. Yes. Photographer added to the list of his talents. Oh, my God. Photographer slash uh, executive producer. Slash, ooh, I didn't send him my name today. Oops. Um, oh. <laughs> whoops. I hope we're not doing the same story. What I else? hope not. <laughs> best friend, said, cheerleader, like oh, advice just, giver. Yes. Calmer downer. Yes. (laughs) Alfredo. Alfredo. Yeah. We actually, and he's not, well, he'll hear this in two weeks, but we put his name down as photo credit for the pictures, which was awesome. So that was fun in the Florida sun, taking pictures in the summertime. Yeah. But they came out really good. There's some really good pictures. There's some really cute ones. And it's not fun being in your 40s in the shape that I'm in looking at pictures of myself. I'm like, Oh my God, you fucking, you look horrible. No, it's okay. (laughs) She had the best pictures. No, no, you had good pictures, but it was so much fun posing with you. (laughs) And like (laughs) Tina's a goof. She's such a fucking goof. I can't, I can't be serious. No, it's a mess. It was the whole thing was a mess. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's because it's out of our comfort zone. Yeah. I just need, I just think I need someone to tell me yeah. where to move, how to pose, have some a fan on my hair. But and- there was one time where we were doing this picture up against the wall and Tina was like standing in front of me and I was behind her <laughs> and she was doing this like, like leaning her head against the wall, like, hi, like this. And Alfredo said, you look like you're being, Hillary's going to sell you for sex. Like, what are you doing? That was so funny. That was so yeah. funny. Best moment of the day. Yeah. All right. Well, I am ready. Wait, wait. I have oh. something for you. I have oh. a gift for you. But wait, hold on. Let me get it out of here first. What are you oh, this talking is, about? I'm sorry. I Right after one of our stories, I wanted to get something, this thing for you. I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. So I, sound, I found something. But it, are you ready? I am. I'm so okay. excited. Here you go. Turn it over. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the compact number 9653 button. I'm dying. Well, it's a sticker. No, but this is even better because okay. I put stickers on my journal and I take my journal everywhere <laughs> and I can see it every single day. Yeah. I'm going to cry. Like, this is the best gift I think I've ever freaking received in my life. I try to get a button and they're hard. Now, you know I make buttons. Yes. Okay. So I was thinking I could take the sticker (laughs) and put it on a piece of paper and like make a button, but my button maker has gone to shit. So it's like, I can't make it into a button. I'm so in love with this. (laughs) This is everything. I was so miserable about two seconds ago. Before we recorded, I was like, I need to go take a bath. I need a drink. Just it was computer malfunction after computer malfunction, and all of that is gone. Yay! And my life is so happy right now. Oh my god! I'm keeping it there, right, so I can watch it. Yeah, look at it as I. What's that guy's name again? Debs, Debs, something. Debs. Yes. Um, Edward. uh, Eugene. 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 Yes. My hero. We had a lot of good feedback about that story. <laughs> yes. And our number one fan. Oh, P.S. P.S. 
Barefoot Lobo, uh, he was an influential person in his life. So that was really exciting to see. So yeah. Hey, when are we going to do happy hour with Barefoot Lobo in the I know. driveway? We need to. And he's got a new TikTok thing going. Yes, where he talks yes. about white privilege and yes. like racial injustices and breaks things down for people. It's so fucking, we have like really cool fans. Yes, we do. Fan. Fan, super fan. We are a super fan of our super fan. Yes, we so. are. <laughs> All right. So today we have no one like interrupting. Hillary's well, on a solo vacay this I week. I know. I'm so jealous. <sighs> I feel so guilty about it, but like the the husband took the kids and went on a little family trek with some of his family members. And I kind of, I feel really, really guilty because my kids didn't want to go. But, and I know that they'll miss me. But I've had these kids on my teat yes. for 24 hours a day since March. And since I am March. like, I know. part of my reasoning, well, Alfredo was like, I don't understand why you're not letting them go. Because I didn't, I'm afraid of COVID and everything yeah. else. It's understandable. And he's like, you're going to crack. Like it's, and I'm like, going to, I already have I know. cracked, That's... you know? But he said, you should just, like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the same. Yeah. And even though I'm with them 24 seven, they seem needier than ever. They are. They are needier than ever. I don't. It's now don't because know because happening. it's because we have now. I just read a whole thing. It's like COVID is going to end. What? How hard working mothers have been to create cre careers for themselves and everything else yeah. is. It's shifting back to mothers are home. And I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and she said that her son did so well this last semester. And her the teacher was like, I didn't have to ask him for anything. He was always prepared. She's like. That's because I was sitting right the right, fuck saying, next to him yeah. the whole time. Saying, did you turn this in? Did you yes. get it uploaded? Did you do? And then if it wasn't yes. working, I mean, you're it's there. You're, yeah. it's, it's shifting this whole focus of like, it's going to put an end to like working mothers. And I know that that's good for some people. Some people think that that's how it should be. There should be moms at home. And I get that. I, I get, get that, the appeal of I'm, it. I really firmly believe that women who are mothers are more than just mothers and yeah. that they cannot lose Right. Who they are and what they love and what they enjoy. Right. You know, that there can be a balance. Yeah. And so it's really hard for me to, like, I get it. But at the same time, I feel like there's also fathers present in some of these homes. Right. And it's not entirely equitable. Right. Well, mothers carry a it's great burden. burden. And it, burden. if you're a working mother, it's five times what it is if you don't work. So... I, yeah. And I enjoy working. I enjoy having my own money. I enjoy like yes. having this separation. Um, and I think it's also good for the kids to have that. So now we're reverting back to this, like being next to us 24 hours a day yeah. and relying on us a lot. And I don't know how that helps them grow up or be able to do and things on their independent. own. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a good it's balance. Complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. Mm. And, all right. Let's do it. Today. I'm going to tell you the story of Kyle Tasker mm. of Nottingham, New Hampshire. Okay. So Kyle Tasker served as representative in the New Hampshire State House of Representatives from 2010 through 2016. But when he attempts to make inappropriate contact with a minor, oh. Tasker is called to task. 
my authorities. Ooh, you like that? Yeah. Uh, I bet you cry. I bet you were laughing just like that when oh you wrote god, that too. <laughs> Sitting by yourself. Oh my god. I'm like anytime I can try to make a pun, do something, it makes me so happy. So our story takes place in Rockingham County, New Hampshire, which is the second largest area of the state. And it's a small state overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tasker lived in Nottingham, which is a tiny town with about 3,000 people. Wow. And Nottingham just makes me think of Robin Hood mm-hmm. and his band of Merry Thieves. And I feel like, here we go, <laughs> this town could have used a Friar Tuck instead of a Kyle Tasker. What? <laughs> okay, sorry. I had to is do that the one last, more. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then just, I couldn't really find much about New Hampshire, like besides like population details. But one thing I thought was interesting is that um, it has the highest recorded wind by man. It was measured there in the 1930s, 231 miles per hour, which is three times greater than a hurricane. Wow. Yeah. Just like, it's like get the, there's a whole plaque like dedicated to this. Like it's one of these things that they're like, I guess, proud of. I don't know. <laughs> so I want to dive into this guy's background before we go into um, what he did. So Tasker was first elected to office for the 2010 term. So I think we all remember mm. that election season. Is this the Tea Party? Yes, yeah. it's referred to as the Tea Party wave. Right. And so it not only got Tea Party candidates elected, but many Republicans that right. were not Tea Party candidates right. sort of uh, got in on that wave as well. So there's not much on him as a legislature. Like, like we'll, we'll talk about like what he did in some bills that he was like associated with, but Primarily, you know, he's conservative on a lot of stances, but the thing that came up again and again is his behavior and his comments throughout his career that landed him media attention prior to the media attention he got for his crime. So I'm going to start with the gun incident. Okay. So in, so in 2011, the Tea Party led house passed a bill allowing uh, legislatures to carry weapons uh, during sessions and meetings. And according to John Seelock's March 2012 Huffington Post article, Tasker dropped a gun during a House Criminal Justice and Public Safety Committee meeting. And supposedly he claimed that he had recently given blood and was feeling like a little out of it. What, what was he holding and it? That I mean, caused the- him, that caused the gun to fall. But not to worry, uh, his second weapon was firmly strapped to his shoulder. <laughs> so, you know, that wasn't going anywhere. So I don't understand how he dropped a gun. Was I, he woozy from the blood and then like giving blood and then he dropped it? Cause, but was it in his hand? Like, why was he even I think holding? it dropped out of like his pants, something like it just fell. Fool. But there were, when I was reading about this, that it, this actually happened a couple times. There was another person who accidentally dropped a gun in a meeting where children were pr- present. Like they just, you know, a loaded gun. What in the fuck? Yeah. What I mean is is it are they in danger? Why are they even why does he have two weapons? He's got two. Aye. So the article cites a WMUR article and saying that this incident with the gun followed an incident regarding a Facebook post where he noted he's he basically made a comment about shooting at police officers and mm-hmm. he said, quote, when a police officer points his firearm, that's not gonna make me feel threatened. Like, in a questioning way, he's saying that. If I've been trained to respond to that with force, am I justified in blowing a cop away because I'm quicker on the draw and he already pointed his firearm at me? Police are just citizens with badges and all law should apply equally. 
Dang. So basically, like, hey, if a police draws his weapon on me and I'm faster, boom, back. I'll yeah. shoot and kill this him. This isn't the Wild West, though. So, so that Facebook post isn't the only one that gets him in the media spotlight. So everything surrounding him really is Facebook. He's one of these guys yeah. that continues to post things on Facebook and then people question because as an elected official, everyone's like, what are you talking about? Like you're saying it's okay for people to shoot police officers. Right. And, and again, he's not just an internet troll, even though he acts like a troll, he's an elected <laughs> official right. that people are following mm. and reading what he says that influences people who may can't think for themselves. Right. And may align with that kind of belief and right. say, well, oh, look, this elected official thinks like I do. And here we go. So now I'm justified in oh, action. God, it's so fucked up. It's such a mess. So, but it happens all the time. Every fucking issue you can point to where there's, there's, they use a leader's racist talk yes, or any to, to justify to, to, and, to, to, and to get, excuse their yes. inappropriate, racist, bigoted, misogynist yes. acts. Like, Meanwhile, this, who, this isn't a saint just because they were elected. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. What is wrong with people? This guy is a mess. Mm. So another Facebook post oh, that got no. him into trouble. Get off Facebook. It's not needs for to you. Get, he needs to get off Facebook. Yeah. For example, in 2013, Tasker posted a YouTube video to his Facebook that has a controversial black host. His name was Soda Mayer. And he had posted a video on his YouTube and like he reposted it, I guess. Right. And on the video, the host of the radio show says black women are the worst stewards of children on the planet they are the worst mothers by a long shot oh my god yes and now tasker then and people are like how wh why would you post this because this this radio host it was known for saying controversial things but now he's reposting it on his page got it he has the clip and the clip includes this guy making the statement right. at the end and tasker tries to claim i'm not interested in the commentary by the guy I just wanted to show the video and the video had some, you know, scene on a bus. But why are you posting? Because he was, he was like two in the morning. I was so shocked by this video. I had to post it. I don't care what people are saying about it. But what you posted had this comment on it, right? This is so bizarre. It's so bizarre. And so he, again, he's an elected official. Like what purpose does it serve to your constituents to put a video like that up there, regardless of how you felt about it? It has that commentary on it. Right. And when a fellow um, Jim Haddon's Foster News article, um, a fellow representative commented on the post asking if Tasker believed if Sotomayor was racist, right? Like, right. hey, do you think this controversial right. black radio host is racist for posting this comment? Tasker comments, he thinks black women are the least fit people on earth to rear children. So not really. What? Yeah. That's what he's posting. This elected official for the house, the state house help rep. Me. God help me. Like, what? what is he doing? I don't know. I, I have to tell you, doing this podcast, I lose more and more faith in, in, in humanity. Officials. I mean, this uh, yes. is two, 2013 that no, he's writing this. It's so and, sick. And to just go, oh, I was upset by the video. Give me a break. That's not, it's so, not an excuse. He's so dumb. So... Then there's another Facebook post. Jesus. <laughs> so, so where's the people who work in his office that say, you can't like slap his hand and say, you can't get on this anymore. Oh, but, like, there's but some... guess what? Well, he was elected from, you know, 2010. And in this election year of 2014 that this other post came out, he still got elected. <laughs> oh, right. So he I can't made, wait for you to hear my story. He made the, he made the post <laughs> about black women, which wow. is completely disgusting and inappropriate and racist. 
Then he makes a post. He posted a graphic, and this graphic was like stick figures, Mm -hmm. and one is like grappling on top of the other. Okay. And it says, quote, 50,000 battered women, and I still eat mine plain. (gasps) Oh, Tina. This is what he has on there. And according to Boston Online, he claimed that he posted it because he thought it was funny that people would wear that on a shirt. And WMUR reported that the New Hampshire Democratic Party chair, Ray Buckley, had this to say. The Republican Party and House Republican leader, Gene Chandler, needs to disavow this latest in a long series of embarrassing incidents involving Republican officials. Tasker has shown a disturbing lack of respect for survivors of domestic violence and sexual abuse. Half of homicides in New Hampshire are domestic violence related. Wow. And so... According to Amanda Turkle of Huffington Post, Tasker, again, he's always using, he always has some excuse. So this time it was like, you know, it's joking. This was a, so there was a thread. So what happened was there was a thread on Facebook and on a Tea Party page. And there was, he posted, so in the thread, he posts that picture. Right. Right. In response to what's happening. So there was another Republican rep, uh, Mark Warden, who made a statement essentially saying that some women may like to be in an abusive relationship, right? So he was on the page supporting that guy, and then he posts this graphic. What in the fuck is wrong with people? uh, Women like to be in abusive relationships? That's what this other guy fucking thinks? That's what this other guy says. What is wrong with people? That they enjoy it. They enjoy it. Tina, uh, please stop. Do you have a sticker to give me to make me feel better? (laughs) What in the fuck? I don't. So, um, I want to, how about I abuse you for a while, you right. motherfucker, and let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I thought you liked it. I know, I thought you liked it. So he refused, <laughs> he refused to apologize. He would not apologize. It's kind of like what's going on with AOC mm. and, uh, you know, uh, Yoho, <laughs> that Yo-Yo, yeah. <laughs> who is up there saying, refusing to apologize. Listen to me very carefully. These men there are issues that are not a, a partisan issues. They're nonpartisan. Domestic abuse, domestic be one violence. Of them. I mean, come on. The denigrating of women, please. Calling them fucking bitches, I elected mean, fucking please. women. You do not do that to Any your woman. colleagues. Give to, me a break. Of course. Right. But who the fuck are you talking to? I know. So these are things that are should not be a partisan issue. Right. I mean, Mass COVID helping people. You know, these things are not partisan. And right. fucking domestic abuse. Really? That's a joke? That's funny to you? Okay. It is. Apparently okay. it's a tasker. So what's interesting is at this time there was a bill about domestic violence in the New Ham- in New Hampshire. And it essentially, so this particular bill would protect um, victims, women who are victims of domestic violence from not losing their job from their employer because, and making sure that their job is protected and that maybe, I don't know if it's that maybe they miss work or there's things going on. Yes. Or they don't want to deal with it. They can't fire someone. like mm. that. And um, he voted it down. Tasker did. There are two other incidents where he posted ridiculous graphics to Facebook referencing domestic violence. Um, according to Miscellany Blue, one had a picture of, um, this show is old, it's Futurama. Yeah. And it's the robot. Um, from Futurama and he's like really angry and and like the robot arms are outstretched and he's and the quote is all right I've been waiting all day for an excuse to hit a lady and then another one it looks like it's like a stand-up comic and it says she goes we like our beer the way we like our violence domestic what 
Yeah. In the fuck is happening right now? So to me, like, can you imagine this is somebody who represents you? A, a person representing this people. Is fucking he got insane. elected that year. That is he insane. got elected. Who the fuck is in his district? A bunch what? of white people. What is going <laughs> on right now? So, I mean, there comes a point, like, I hate when people say it's just a joke. It's not a joke. Like, you cannot use that as a banner to excuse inappropriate behavior and this is what he does and i feel i mean this represents what he believes it's three different posts about this issue but why is this how is this even an issue what is the what why is this something that you're you feel this strongly about unless you're a guy that about beats women up his being wife hurt or girlfriend or like there's no respect here the misogyny no, alone it's, it's, it's like when but, you see what this guy looks but the like abuse he's like this, this of women ugh. How is this a fucking thing? This is a thing. And this isn't even the thing that he did that that was like the the ultimate thing. Oh, my God. So in 2014, there was another comment on Facebook. And according to Talking Points Matter, Tasker posted, quote, So what are the likes, dislikes of the Black Caucus that precludes white people from joining? Joining. I'm fond of rap music. Uh, All right. Listen, are there any more examples here? Because I've got the picture. I got it. So he previously asked, so... um, if he could join, so there was a, a post, a representative posted that the conservative American Legislative Exchange Council was going to do some work with the Black Caucus of state legislatures. And so his first comment was like, you know, is there a white caucus I can join? Okay. And then the person's like, hey, uh, we're just, you know, trying to build relations, whatever. And then he's like, so, you know, can I join because I like rap music? Like, it's so diminishing. Yeah. And shitty yeah but this is this guy like he's clearly a racist and a misogynist and a, and, a, and a person that abuses women just based on his comments on these pages like that's showing who he really is and that gives you a sense so that'll be all that gives you the sense oh of God, this guy I got it. and there was other stuff but that was sort of oh, like some God. of the highlights and the major incident so what did he do so he got reelected in um 2014 and during his third term in and this is in 2016 while assigned to the Committee of Children and Family Law, oh. Tasker was accused of using Facebook to lure a 14-year-old girl for sex. And this <sighs> reminded me of the amazing coverage that you did early on. It was episode three, Like Evil Idiots. Go listen to it if you haven't. Hillary covers Dateline and Catching right. a Predator. Right. And it reminded me of that because according to the affidavit, um, and there was a site freaking that posted the, the, it was an unsigned affidavit, but that was the affidavit for the crime. Tasker met this young girl. He was with his parents um, at some event and he meets the other families, meets this girl, friends her on Facebook. Mm. And then he starts making inappropriate sexual requests. And the girl deletes like the requests and the things that he's saying, but her mom gets involved and she goes to the p- cops and reports. Him. How do you know how old he is at this time? He, I believe, I want to say he's in his 30s, maybe like early, Mm -hmm. he might just be like 40, 41 now. So Mm -hmm. he's, you know. and No, he's way older. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just wondering in my head. Yeah, he's not like some 60-year-old. Right. Still, it's gross. It's it's, It's all gross. It's all gross. To a 14-year-old girl, a 20-year-old can be gross. And that she's going to now delete stuff because you can't stop and control yourself. Let me tell you something. And it's something. a little girl. This reminds, uh, what we're talking, like describing right now reminds, did you watch the show Euphoria on HBO? I watched some of it, but I it's haven't gotten. F- it's entirely frightening, yeah. especially 
the fact that we have kids that are going to be teenagers shortly. Yeah. Um, and what they deal with like online and why I try to protect my daughter online. All the time. Yes. But, um, there's a message in the, in the intro to the show, like the first episode, the girl gets a message that's like, send me naked pictures or something like that. Or I want you to do this right. to me or like a sexual acts described. And it's from a fellow student. Yes. But she, in the, in the segment of the video, she looks about 10 or 11. Yeah. And I don't know, even if my daughter was 14 and was receiving messages like that, which she probably will at some point from a creep. Yeah. Even or a fellow and, student. And her peers. Yes, um, absolutely. I don't know how to handle, like, how do you, uh, what, what the fuck? And it'd just, be one thing if the kid was like, oh, delete it. But it's still like the most horrifying yes. thing for a young girl. To have to receive it. Yeah. And we didn't have that when we were kids in, in high school. We didn't have messages like that. No. That was a more direct in your face. I'm walking into 7-Eleven yes. and some creeps like, hey, baby, yes. blah, 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 blah. And even things like. And it was scary then. I mean, I remember things in school. I, I mean, I had a bad incident that happened to me at school. But um, I remember things like boys always, you know, snapping my bra. Mm. You know, like always like in your space. And it's like. Yeah. You know, or saying inappropriate things or writing inappropriate things, right. you know, on your notebook. Right. Like things like that. But now. No, it's like. It's like a million is, times worse because it's in person at school. Yeah, but even as online. emboldened as people feel online to like troll, yeah. think about how they feel about going after girls yeah. and being inappropriate that way. Yeah. And I really hope that parents who are allowing their students to, or their students, their, their, their kids to be involved in social media, like whatever your rules are, like that's how yeah. you that's how comfortable you feel as a parent. That's fine. But please be aware that you might, they might be getting messages that you don't see. Yes. And so you really they have will to be, be receiving messages yeah. that they don't see. So have those conversations about real, they had this whole thing at my daughter's school and it, it opened a door that she like ran out of the assembly yeah. because it opened a door to her about what happens on social media that she had no idea about. She didn't even yeah. know these things were a thing like sexting. She had no idea. And I was really upset at first that the school allowed them to like had this thing without telling the parents like this whole program where they explained it and showed videos or whatever but then I was like you know what I said to my husband I'm like this is our moment this is our opportunity to sit to down and have this real conversation yeah. that we didn't know how to approach it now we can say what did you see and like let's talk honestly about it and like anybody who asks you for these things for pictures or Never. says something they don't care about you those no. are not people who love you or and care about you the or big important thing too is the public and permanent they right. think oh it's on snapchat it disappears <clears throat> oh my instagram story disappears in 24 hours that is pub it is permanent right in the instagram servers anybody can access it people find ways to save those stories download them and that's how that works too because sometimes someone will post something and then they will share it right? or they'll say, oh, now you need to do this or, you know, like they, they use it. It's kind of forced us to, uh, it's forced us to have these kind of conversations early with our kids. But I think it's dangerous. you have to have those conversations, yes. especially if you're with daughters. But I know I'm going to have to have the same conversation with my son when he's a little bit older about how you do not approach girls in this manner you do oh, not correct. request these things you do not no. ask these things of women or girls that you like or you don't like whatever and this if is someone not forwards you something no you need to delete it do not forward it right it's not funny because this now, is not a joke and this you need to report being. it you don't report it you're complicit in that right uh all right so the mom Side, goes sidetrack sorry the mom goes to the cops and the cops set up a sting Ooh. so 
they pretend to be this girl. <gasps> oh. And <laughs> I love that. I love that this guy yes. uses the Facebook for a joke, like to be to agitate people. And now yes. he's, it's going to be used now, against him. And now it's going to be used against Good. him. So they set up the sting. He goes to meet that you know they 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 do a location, and he goes there with intent to meet her. Um, and he gets busted. So according to NHPR, Tasker tried to lure her, what he thought was a 14-year-old girl, right, that's now an undercover cop, with weed, <gasps> booze, and he propositioned, like he propositioned her. And then he showed up. And so the undercover um, cops were there, but when they busted him, not only was he there, obviously, like they, they caught him in the act, but he also was armed. What? So he's showing up to go have sex and to meet a child, and he's got an armed weapon with him. So what's he going to do? Is he going to get rid of her afterwards? Was he going to threaten her with this gun? Like anything's possible. Oh but my god! In my he- in my mind, oh. it's it's more that he walks around with this stupid he walks thing all the gun. time. Yeah, but still, like, no, you're right. There he is. Yeah. Wow. It, it's horrible. So in addition to his crime, they go back to search his home, and they find. A ton of drugs. What? Not just for personal use, girl. What? It was intent to distribute, packaged up. Ooh, so like wait he gets a minute. busted for to to try to have sex with this girl. And then on top of it, they realize, oh shit, this guy's a drug dealer. Oh my God. Yes. And they also find a stockpile of weapons and they're all strategic strategically placed throughout his home. Like Dwight from the office. Yeah. Yeah, he hides I mean, his weapons all over. Yeah, the they're everywhere. Dang. Yes. I was like, what? This guy. So, um, and there's some funny stuff that we'll get to in a little bit. So the charges. One count using a computer to lure a minor for sex. Three counts possession of controlled d- drugs with intent to distribute. So the aftermath. He resigns in March of 2016 when, I mean, basically like yeah, yeah, there's nothing he can do done. in this situation. Yeah. And he pled guilty. Oh, there's and not a had, funny meme he can share to excuse yeah. away his behavior. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Whoop. Yeah. So in 2017, he was sentenced to three to 10 years and requested six months off his sentencing if he completed a sex offender program. So he was released in May of 2019. So he was only in there like two and a half years. And he got released on a work release program. So I have a few points of interest, and we're going to get to that work release program, too. So according to NHPR, one of the reps had this to say after Tasker's arrest. Meeting up with a 14-year-old girl for sex, that was certainly shocking. I think many of us suspected Representative Tasker had issues with drugs, Mm. but certainly the scope of the allegations are stunning. Wow. So keep that in mind. Many of us suspected he had issues with drugs. And you know why? Because he was dealing pot to his local reps in the house. <laughs> that's why. That's why they suspected it. Maybe that's why those memes were so funny. They were all fucked up. They're, they're all they're high. like, dude, that's so funny. He was dealing. He was dealing weed. This is my favorite person. He was dealing weed to other people in the house. Hey, 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 rep, um, Jaramillo, <laughs> do you have a drug connect? Yeah. Can you hook me up? Hook me up. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I do. It's, you it's rep. Weed? I got it. It's rep Tasker in the next oh office. He's my, he's my weed dealer. Yes. And colleague. So these other, um, elected officials, they didn't have enough evidence to like charge them with buying, uh, drugs from this guy. So can you imagine like, he's like, 
hey man <laughs> i got some good stuff <laughs> and the funny thing is is that um according to the boston herald he was known as the club med of weed <laughs> What? <laughs> because he had the high grade stuff, girl. <laughs> and you know those reps want some good herb. They don't want those. Oh my you know, god! They don't want no seeds in there. <laughs> so after um, this, about five reps came forward and they spoke to the the DA about either smoking or buying weed from oh Tess. God, what a fool! One girl was like, "Yeah, you know, uh, we smoked weed a couple times in his car. You know, like." Imagine they're heading in the session. We're going to choke up a little bit before we head into session. Wow. What are they doing? <sighs> My God. My favorite, though, is he was a no-show on a vote to decriminalize marijuana, but he also sponsored a bill to legalize marijuana and cannabis. I mean, it's his business. Yeah, so he I mean, wants to make sure it's on the up and up. A little bit of a conflict of interest, though. And according to an NECN article, not only did they find pot, but he was selling magic mushrooms. Oh, okay. Now we can talk. Now let's talk. Wow. Yes. This guy. (laughs) So he gets released on bail. I can't even believe they released this guy on bail, but he was released on bail and then he got arrested for DUI. Oh my God. So he had DUI charges put on. Like the guy's a mess. (laughs) So, and the last thing I thought was pretty horrible and really shows how dangerous this guy is. So he gets released on this a work release. Mm-hmm. So he's out. But he gets in trouble because he tries to contact the friend of the girl what? that he tried to lure what the on fuck? Facebook. So by maybe getting to that girl, he can then access and see what she's doing on Facebook. So he right? like sent her a friend request. And then that girl was like, oh my God, that this creepy creep. dude. What in the fuck? Yes. So prosecutor, prosecutors asked for additional prison time because he violated the terms of his sentencing. He's not supposed to have any contact with that girl, but a judge, Andrew Shulman, denied the request for more time Ugh. because he said that they couldn't prove he had actually contacted the girl because the, the, the terms of the sentencing is direct contact with the girl, mm. and this wasn't with the girl. So even though he may, may have been able to see her Facebook page if he was friends with the friend... According to the Associated Press, the judge noted, quote, my problem is the difference between could, would, and arguably, probably would contact the victim, he said. So I have a series of what I imagine will refer to a serious uh, breach of prison rules, suggesting that since the time of his arrest, Mr. Tasker's judgment has not improved one iota, sad to say. I'm just not seeing intent to contact Mm -hmm. So he is attempting to seek parole again. But I mean, this to me is very dangerous. Like here's a person Mm. who was supposed to get a three to 10 year sentence. He's out in two and a half years. And as soon as he out, the the first thing, like Facebook has gotten you in all this trouble. And the first thing you do is go online and try to contact the friend of a friend so that you can potentially, why would he contact her? Was she a minor, the friend? Yeah, it was a, like I mean, a, a peer of that girl. Wow, this is this is insane. You know? Yeah, that I mean, that to me, he should like, he shouldn't have any contact. Like with Like clearly, like he has no ability to control himself. And why is he trying to reach out to her? Mm. Like that's the creepy part. Like, right. what does he want from her? Right? He's gonna go after her and say like, you know, look what you did. I mean, threaten her. I don't know, but I t- I would be so incredibly afraid if it was my daughter. Yeah. And I heard that I would say you can't throw him back in jail. What, right. What's going on? I'd have to move, which is terrible, but I, 
Ugh. Well, you'd really have to move because your representative's a fucking drug yes, dealer. Like, I probably mean, not the right district to live in. My God. What in the hell? So that's the story. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the story of the slime ball <laughs> that is <laughs> Kyle Tasker. I mean. What an ass. Imagine, like, he <laughs> sold them some mushrooms. <laughs> and now, like, they're like, we got to. We got to debate some issues on the floor. Like what? And the floor is like, you know, just melting. Yeah. And everyone's like, everyone's just puddling, puddling oh, everywhere. Like God. not know what's going on. I mean. What a, what an insane <laughs> person. The story is just. It's the best. Okay. Why are you guys electing him again and again? That's what I want to know, New Hampshire. Well, I, it's either. They what are you guys it's, doing? It's either they don't pay attention or they or, don't care. Yeah. And nobody and if, But if you don't pay attention, it's your fault. Right. That's true. It's your fault. Well, my favorite is when people like that get reelected and then they get arrested or whatever. And then the voters go. And everyone's shocked. They go, I, the, see, I told you all these politicians are the worst, right? But it's uh, like, no, you've allowed this. Yeah, you, you put them in office. And a lot of this shit happens because they don't pay attention. Like this person's always been a fucking creep. This yeah. person's always, you know, they showed you who they were and you didn't pay attention. So Ugh. I think the name of this episode should be like Creep Phil Central because <laughs> I'm going to do a fucking weirdo creep. Uh, I mean, he's not like this weirdo creep, but he's a fucking creep. Like uh, what, what else is new? I hate, I hate everyone. <laughs> so I'm going to tell just, you, yeah, sit back and sit relax, back and relax. Tina, as I take you on a voyage of Creep Phil. Oh God. So I'm going to tell you about former Arkansas representative Wilbur Mills. Oh. Okay. So Wilbur Mills was born in Kensett, Arkansas on May 24th, 1909. Uh, Mills attended public schools in Kensett and graduated as valedictorian from Searcy High School. He then graduated from Hendricks College in Conway, Arkansas as salutatorian and went on to study constitutional law at Harvard. Dang. Excuse me. I believe. Yes. So then Mills returned to Arkansas to run his father's bank in 1933 during the Great Depression and was admitted to the Arkansas Bar Association that same year. Mills served as the 29th County Judge for of White County between 1935 and 1939 and began a county-funded program with a $5,000 fund to pay medical bills, which is equivalent to about $92,000 today, mm. prescription drugs, which were sold at cost, and hospital treatment for the indigent, who were lowered to $2.50 per day, as well as have uh, doctors see qualified patients free of charge. That's amazing, right? That's very incredible. Yeah. Uh, patients were qualified for the program through petitioning the local justice of the peace, who would then in turn make a recommendation to... Uh, Judge Mills. So um, Mills served in Congress as a House representative from the 2nd Congressional District of Arkansas from 1939 to 1977. What? Yeah. 17 of those Too years. Long. I know. 17 of those years, he was chairman of the powerful House Ways and Means Committee, uh, a post that he held longer than any other person in U.S. history. Dang. So the Ways and Means is basically... The, every financial decision that is made, any re legislative, right. that anything with financial in the United States, this person was the chairman of. Man. So he was known to be very uh, strict and like by the book and like you never heard okay. anything about him in the paper unless it was like his quote about a tax or something. Like okay. it was never, no, no waves. And nothing. he's a judge. So he's, you know, probably just very. Yes. Stringent. Like, yes. Yeah. And. You know, whatever the words say, that's what it is. And yes. there's no leeway. Yeah. Yes. 
So he was often termed to the, quote, the most powerful man in Washington during his Dang. tenure. Uh, known for his punctuality and also demanding the same as others. He was supposed to meet, this is an example of the punctuality, he was supposed to meet President Lyndon Johnson at the airport for, uh, for a meeting. And Johnson was 10 minutes late. So Mills told the pilot, just go. <gasps> Which left the president. Dang. And, like, they were supposed to meet at the airport before he left. God, this guy was, like, sounds let's get, let's, like a... <laughs> He doesn't give Taskmaster here. Like, <laughs> yes. He's like, let's go. I, I don't have time. I know. Um, here's not a great thing. He was a signat- He was a signatory to the 1956 Southern Manifesto that opposed the desegregation of public schools ordered by the Supreme Court in Brown versus Brown Brown versus the Board of Education. So the Southern Manifesto was a document written in February and March of 1956 in the 84th U.S. Congress in opposition to racial integration of public places. Oh, God. The manifesto was signed by 109 congressmen, um, 99 Southern Democrats, and two Republicans. And, of course, they were from all over the place, including the great state of Florida. Uh, The document was drafted to counter the landmark Supreme Court uh, ruling, which determined that segregation of public schools was unconstitutional. School segregation laws were some of the most enduring and best known of the Jim Crow laws that characterized the Southern United States at the time. So he did sign that. That's not fucking great. No, and he it's was a garbage. Southern Democrat. It's garbage. Yeah. yeah. Um, his incompl- accomplishments in Congress included playing a large role in the creation of the Medicare program. Mills initially had, so this is kind of like what he was doing as a judge, you know? So Mills initially had reservations about the program because he was worried about the eventual cost, um, especially since the early proposals by the president and some members of Congress proposed funding for Medicare from the Social Security Trust Trust Fund. But Mills eventually spearheaded it at, through Congress and had a large hand in shaping its program. Let's see. Mills also acknowledged was also acknowledged as the primary tax expert in the Congress and the leading architect of the Tax Reform Act of 1969. He favored a f- conservative fiscal approach, adequate tax revenue to fund government programs, a balanced budget, while also supporting various programs, especially Social Security and disability, adding farmers to Social Security and mm. unemployment compensation and national health insurance. Um, in 1967, when President Lyndon Johnson required funds to support the cost of the escalating Vietnam War, Mills refused to close tax loopholes on higher income earners and demanded that tax increases be matched by equivalent cuts to great society programs. So, <sighs> yeah, why make the rich pay for yeah. your war? Um, although, I just mean, take it away from the poor people that I, need those programs. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, ridiculous. I don't like that. Um, Mills was drafted by friends and fellow congressmen to make himself available as a candidate for president of the United States in 1972. Mm. In a few uh, of the Democratic primaries, he, um, he was a, he was not strong in the primaries and won 33 votes for president from the delegates at the 1972 Democratic National Convention, which, of course, nominated George McGovern. His name was mentioned mm. as a possible secretary of Treasury in a McGovern administration. But, of course, McGov- McGovern didn't win. So he was out yeah. at that point. He also had been a strong contender for a Supreme Court nominee. Oh, yeah. So you know, highly acknowledged, you know, yeah. uh, recognized and 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 uh, as a hard worker, and he's and got like, a wealth of experience. Yeah, keeps himself busy, doesn't bother anybody. He seems on the straight and narrow as yes. far as yes, the way he works. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> so here we go. Oh no. And this is funny. So let's, I mean, there's parts, there's things that aren't funny, but the whole gist of the thing is kind of fucking hilarious. Oh what did he, Especially what because he he's such a clean. Because he just seems like he's <laughs> very meticulous. Yeah. And that, you know, I, I feel like if we looked at his ledger, like it would be 
everything would be so neatly written and yeah. every appointment, you know, like that, you know, like yes. at his office, there it would not be cluttered. Yes. So I'm imagining just a very. Yeah, no. You know. Yes. I, I And now he's going to be in a mess. Yeah. So <laughs> at 2 a.m. on October 9th, 1974, Wilbur Mills swerving limousine was pulled over by park police near Washington's downtown mall. Right. So downtown Washington, which has the mall is, you know, with yeah. all the monuments, whatever. So Annabelle Bastatella, a.k.a. Fanny Fox, oh. a.k.a. the Argentine firecracker. Ooh. A 38 year old exotic dancer. Fanny Fox. <laughs> bolted. Like she, a 38 year old exotic dancer, bolted from the car, <gasps> ran down the road yelling in alternating English and Spanish and leapt into the tidal basin in front of the Jefferson Memorial. Like dove off Wait. of a fucking bridge <gasps> into the water. In full, full gown, like <gasps> beaded, heavy Holy gown. Crap. Jumped out of the limousine and ran and jumped into the, the, the water. Jumped like tr- tried to swim away. <gasps> <laughs> but did she? She survived. She yes, drown yes, anything. she survived. Okay. She's Dear a fool. Like, she's just jumping in the water. Uh, okay, so park. <laughs> Park police fished, fished her out oh, and handcuffed no. her when she handcuffed tried, her. When she tried to, to run away and jump back into the, wa- uh, the water. Oh my God. So she's traumatized. Ah. Ah. She is traumatized. I gotta, sh- I, I'll, when you oh look my God. at her picture. I, but I'm picturing a sequined gown. Ga- you know, it's can already you look heavy. Up her picture? Look up Fanny Fox. It's, her dress is already heavy to begin with. Yes. Remember those yes. gowns from the 60s and 70s? Please. It's F-A-N-N-E. I, I can't imagine her even trying to. But you have to look at her picture too, because for some reason, like when you see her picture, she has this like intensely curly hair, and it's like I don't know if it's a wig because it's short, and then you see her in like these beaded gowns. Oh goodness! Yeah. Hey. Yes. Um. Okay. So she goes down. She, of course. So they they pull her out of the water. They handcuff her. Uh, the congressman was found inside the car with three other friends and with <gasps> inexplicable scratches all over his face. Oh, no. So obviously they got into some sort of a fight. Well, he's trying to assault her, obviously. Well, something was going on. So the congressman... Okay, so no charges were filed and the park police climbed into Mills' limousine and drove the group home. Like, you remember these days where it was like, oh, he's a congressperson. Like, let's just help him get the fuck out of this. Like, let's get him home. So that's oh, what they my did. God. At first, Mills' aides denied that Mills was present at the scene and then attributed these denials to, and then he, he attributed these denials to miscommunication. He was like, no, 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 let's mm. not. Right. So Annabelle Bastatella and her husband, who was not present, this is what he said. He said that they were close friends with the, with this couple and he was merely trying to give her a ride home because she became intoxicated. She was too intoxicated to get home. Um, and then he said, as for the swerving and the speeding vehicle, he explained that his friends who was driving the car was unfamiliar with my car, among other things, in the glare of the lighted streets and neglected to turn on the... He, he The reason they pulled a, him over... But it's was, a limousine? Yes. But wouldn't he have a driver? People don't drive their own limo. This is all the bullshit that happens yeah, after like, you what? get caught in yeah, a scandal, this, right? This sounds ridiculous. I know. So he apologized to his constituents and his wife of 40 years, his childhood oh. sweetheart, Polly. Oh, Polly's probably like... <sighs> yeah. So of his wife's so absence mad. from the scene, Mill said that she, quote, was blaming herself for not accompanying them that night. Oh, when, she had a broken foot, so she couldn't come with him. Oh, he's she's so pro- upset. That oh, she please. Be there. He was probably like, guys, yeah. the wife's got a broken <laughs> yeah. foot. Let's we hit it. We are going to party. <laughs> we'll grab the limo. 
I'll get the driver. We're going to go see this exotic dancer and her crazy yes. fucking curly hair. Um, so Mills uh. then uh, thanked the park police for the courtesy seat, the courtesies extended to him and his friends. Must so, be nice. Here we it are. Must be nice. Yeah, this it must be nice. Sorry, <laughs> she's been watching a lot of Hamilton. So, um, so a month later, Wilbur Mills is reelected to uh. the House of Representatives, right? And everything seems to be like, okay, he had this thing; it happened. He it kind of explained it away because for all of those years, right, almost forty something years, he's been a yes. straight edge guy. Yes. Like, well, this woman was in his car. She's wacky. She jumped out like she's the yeah. one who's wacky, right? Okay, gets reelected. He's back in Washington. A few weeks after his reelection, Wilbur Mills made an appearance at one of Annabelle's strip shows. Why? So she said at the end of her act, she's on stage, she takes her clothes off, whatever, right? She says at the end of her act, I'd like you guys all to meet somebody because now she's famous, right? Like people know who yes. she is and they're coming to see her shows. She's like, I'd like you guys to all meet somebody. That's how I'm thinking she sounds. And she turns to the side of the stage and she says, Mr. Mills, Mr. Mills, where are you? And Mills strode out onto the fucking stage. Why? They exchanged a few words. She kissed him on the cheek and then he went back to the side where he came out, like right back off the stage. Please tell me that there's a reporter there going, what in the hell is yeah. going on? Well, not long after that, he resigned as the chairman of the Ways and, and House Ways because he's embarrassed what himself. compelled him to do that? I mean, like he's never done anything right. like this. And now, I mean, is it senility? Is it... I'm getting old. I want Fanny Fox. So not long after that, he resigned from the chairmanship of the Ways and Means Committee and joined Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh. Which I guess isn't that anonymous. Yeah. But he starts to say that he's got a problem. Um, I know. So in the months after the incident, Polly Mills performed this, you know, political wife thing where she'd show up to events and sit in the front row and Uh, act like everything's fine. God, this poor woman. I know. But. The dip in that title basin, as much as it ruined like his career, yeah, because uh, he never won another reelection after that. Like he was, that was it. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, um, it of course made Fanny Fox very famous, right? Um, uh, I actually found the story because I was looking for scandals, like political scandals, and she's listed as, believe it or not, Time Magazine has the top ten mistresses in political life, ooh. and she's one of the one of the top ten. Nice. She's so fucked up that there's even a list, but that's that's the thing. Uh, she rebranded her striptease. She said goodbye to the Argentine firecracker and hello to her new name, the Tidal Basin Bombshell. Dang, <laughs> Tidal Basin. I love it. And the next year, she published a tell-all memoir called The Stripper and the Congressman. And in this book, she tells that she she met Mills at a club where she dances called The Silver Slipper. Uh, and quote, Ugh. after my performance, Mr. Mills told me it was the loveliest dancing he had ever seen in his life. And quote, oh, the loveliest. Yeah, I'm sure. Best bad, bad Estella and a friend of hers. They go to dinner with Mills and then they go back to his apartment for a nightcap. And he told his doorman, these two ladies are my nurses. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, you know, uh, I would love to interview former doorman Ooh. to some of these. Yeah. <laughs> Famous high rises and hotels because they probably have some stories. They probably know yeah. so much stuff. Oh my God. 
Um, so while they were at the apartment, she said, quote, as I walked out of the bathroom, I bumped into Mr. Mills and couldn't help but look him up and down because of what he was wearing. He had changed into a robe beneath which I could see his long knee socks and his highly polished shoes. No. <laughs> what is he doing? Like a wacky man. Like so I then can't of course, take my shoes off. Yeah. So of course they begin an affair. They had an affair. And in her account, in this account, she said that Mills had gotten her pregnant, which I don't see anything. I've not seen any account of like a baby or whatever. I don't know. But she said if it hadn't been for the title basin incident, she and the congressman probably would have been married. What? I don't know what she's talking about. Oh, was Um, he like, I'm going to leave my wife. He's, he's feeding her that story. I probably, that's never going to happen. So according to Fox, if he's the the, straight and narrow guy, I mean, unless he retired. No, 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 he's not doing that. No, please. So according to Fox, um, the burlesque stage appearance by Mills was not a publicity stunt. She said the love long, lo, love lorn congressman had been standing in the wings because he wanted to see her, and she had not. She had called him out on stage to save face when he accidentally revealed himself to the audience. Uh, I don't know. I think that she, they were still having an affair even even yes. after they got caught. You know, and then she's like, "Oh shit! People have seen him, yeah. and now she's got to turn it into yeah. something, or it's a publicity stunt, right? Like, or yeah. she, maybe she did." So I, don't, I, but I, I feel like that might be true because there's no way he would just walk out on stage. And the only way that he could try to recover. Right. Was it is to do that? Yeah. Otherwise people are gonna be like, Oh, you know, who I this saw in here. the corner. Yeah. 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 So, um, eventually she returned to Argentina and was never heard from again. Like people don't even know if she's still alive. Did she die? Like she'd be 74 today, I guess. So people don't know what happened to her. Nobody knows. Uh oh. Yeah, that's that's scary. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go straight up and think is she sleeping with the fishes? Like what happened? Maybe. Because why? Maybe she she, just, I mean, she's a personality. She's why? in that tidal basin in the sky. I know, but <laughs> but with a personality like that, I don't think she's just gonna disappear. I know. But Uh-oh. maybe I mean, conspiracy theory. <laughs> Um, okay, so Mills went on to become an advocate for addiction awareness, raising funds for treatment centers and counseling other alcoholics. In 1982, he told the Senate Finance Subcommittee on Health, quote, I thought it was a failure on my part. It's dis- it's a disease from which you can recover and gain back your position in life, end quote. In the end, Mills practiced law at the prestigious Shea and Gould Law Firm of New York's Wash of New York's Washington office until he retired in 1991 and moved back to Arkansas to work on the establishment of the Wilbur D. Mills Treatment Center for Alcoholism and Drug Abuse. Whoa. Yeah. So he he tried to turn things around. Yeah. And his wife stayed with him the whole time? Yes. Until I think he died in 1992 and they were still married. Wow. I know. God, now I want to know what happened to Fanny Fox. I know. Where is Fanny Fox? (laughs) Mucksters. (laughs) I think we need to find Fanny Fox. Someone yeah. help us out. <laughs> <laughs> With that wig. I think it's yeah. a wig. It's so bizarre looking, that hair. It's, it's like Annie. It's like little orphan Annie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing, why. I'm looking at her book cover. Yes. And she's in this just, it's a, <laughs> it's a dress that's basically like a feather boa. Yeah. Off the shoulder. But I, when I was looking for pictures like to put on our Instagram, you can find topless pictures of her online too something happened to her i she wouldn't just disappear do you think it's an aging thing like sometimes when stars like go back like women of course actresses not men they kind of disappear from the limelight because they can't get parts anymore and you know what i mean it's changing now i mean we see a lot of older actresses but yeah getting really good roles but maybe she didn't maybe she couldn't strip anymore maybe there's something else going on 
Maybe. I'm just, I'm just curious. And also, is stripper something that we still say? Or is that, oh, do we say exotic, exotic dancer? Is that what's the appropriate term? I have no fucking idea. Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. She's cute, though. Yeah. She does look like a little firecracker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, she's of the time where yes. she's wearing, like, the... The beaded. The beaded, but the... the the headpieces with the huge feathers that yes. come out. Oh my God. Imagine well, that. They had, you know, of course it was taking their clothes off, but it was a, it was a burlesque was yes. a, a whole, it's still, I went to a burlesque show in Nashville at this place called, um, oh shit, Hillary. It's called, uh, oh, the skull, skull room, skull something. Oh my God. I got to look it up right now. It's such an awesome, it's a restaurant, but it's also, they do burlesque show. Oh, I love it. Oh my God. It was so awesome. Skull's Rainbow Room. It's called Nashville mm. Skull Rainbow Room. It's in Nashville, by the way. Have you ever been to Nashville? No, but oh man. Oh my God, Tina. The best. My husband and I want to go. Yes. It's so good. Great music. Oh, I, I would love it. Oh my God. Every I, fucking I, band is amazing. I'm so sad that like traveling is still restricted. Mm. And- you know what the worst part is now is that, first of all, Americans aren't welcome anymore. You can't fly into any other country. Um, but all these other countries are opening like without masks. Like they have no cases that are new. They've kind of, they've got this whole fucking thing under control. Cause they took very strict measures. Yeah. And our numbers are rising, rising, rising still. <sighs> you know. Well, I love that story. Yeah. I love Fanny Fox. Me too. I think the name is so damn adorable. Yes. Do you remember um, when you were, um, this is probably inappropriate, but when we were in school, like you would do like, what, what is my exotic dancer name? Oh yeah, and yeah. it would be like the name of your pet and the first street you lived on. Yeah, and I always liked mine because um, my uh, childhood pet was Frisky, and it was Frisky Boardwalk because <laughs> I lived on Boardwalk. <laughs> and I always liked that Frisky Boardwalk. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good name. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, and and I feel from, that there's judging, always one. Judging from your poses yesterday, oh my god, I would have called you Frisky Boardwalk <laughs> while I was watching your pose. It was the best. We'll, we'll probably, uh, we'll, we'll post one up on our yes. social oh or uh, you may have already seen it by the time this comes out. <laughs> so awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Yes. All right. All right. I'll see you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for The Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty. Coming up next week on The Muck Podcast. It reminds me of uh, Parks and Rec Pawnee when Rob Lowe's character... Comes I don't. To town. Know, I don't know Parks and Rec. What? I know that's the one show that I know everyone tells me I have to watch. Leslie, nope. You're I not know. on board. Nope. Twenty twenty, girl. You better start watching I that better, show. Come back I know. to me. I better get. I get <laughs> I'll so, get on it. I'll get on it. It's so good. It's literally <laughs> the best show. You'll know the fear that a turkey can invoke in a person, and so I beat it with a club. That was all I could do. I wish that I had a gun with me, and I started carrying a gun in my truck. After that, without a license, because I didn't want to get attacked by a mountain lion. Turkeys are bad enough.